Yo, Mofkers, it's been a minute. Episode 16, Local Man's Awful Podcast. Um, yeah, shit sucks. Um, but in quarantine, figured out how to do podcasts without meeting up with motherfuckers. So, hell yeah. We're gonna do more episodes like this. The quality's whatever, in my opinion. But, uh, I don't know, once this shit lifts, I'll be back to regular programming. Uh, but things are gonna be different for the quarantine. Like, I'm not gonna do the song and whatnot. I think it's just, I don't know. I'm not on my main rig, so I'm not gonna put that much effort into it. I'm just gonna try to get these episodes out and just fucking start firing all of them off. Um, but, yeah, no, since since we figured out how to do the, the shit over Discord and whatnot, uh, there's gonna be hella episodes now. Because I know most of these mofkers are at home, so... No excuses, but, um, damn. Uh, yeah, no, it's been since December since I did an episode, which was Riley, but, yeah, no, this quarantine shit sucks. Not being able to play music sucks. Um, recording business is fine, so, uh, shout out to that, but, yeah, no, shit sucks. All I do is just sit in the room and look at the wall and shit, uh, Caught this mad fucking sinus infection. It's been fucking with my goddamn ear. So everything sucks. TV, music, video games. Everything just fucking hurts to listen to. But, uh, you know, hanging in there. Uh, Caesar's hanging in there. He's an essential worker. Say what's up. What's up? He's over there on the bed. We're in my room right now. But, uh, you know, on the front line battling COVID. Serving food. You know. He's, oh man, we should have had you talk about some crazy shit you've been dealing with, but that's, we got, we got time. another time, it'll be another episode, maybe later tonight, I don't know, who cares, but uh, yeah, no, just been jamming, just been trying to, trying to be creative, uh, watching hella shows, watching, uh, listening to hella music, uh, playing hella video games, uh, just doing hella shit, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, no, this shit's kind of nuts, seeing all the people out and about, uh, wanting to get a haircut and whatnot, I'm like, just stay home and fucking, uh, just, you know, don't get a fucking haircut and chill out and shit. So, you know, so think about the, the greater good, the more people, you know, instead of looking like, you know, not wanting to look like shit. Saving lives and whatnot. Even if you're not a, uh, you, you don't come down with the symptoms of COVID, you could possibly have it. You know, whether this shit's real or not, I I don't fucking know what's going on with this anymore. But, you know, I'm just trying to stay home as much as I can, and try not to spread that because, I don't know. I I eventually want to be able to go out and hang out with my friends again and play shows again. So I mean, whatever it takes to do that and help that process speed up. Um, you know, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice, but it is, uh, it, it does suck, you know, we, me and Caesar just sit in the dark every night now, and just fucking listen to sad music, but, you know, hopefully soon this shit will lift up by summer, and, uh, we can get back to regular rock and roll every weekend, and hanging out with our friends, and throwing parties, and whatnot, but as of right now, that shit's on hold, so... You know, just hang in there. But, um, yeah, this episode, uh, fucking decided to do it with Ian. 
Uh, we've been trying to do this episode for a minute, but and I just never did it. And then finally, I was like, "Why? Why aren't we like doing podcast episodes?" So I learned how to do this shit. So now it's official. But uh, we are rocking and rolling. But uh, yeah, it was co- it was good talking to Ian. It was just like hanging out with him, just chatting about shit, just shooting the shit. But it's cool. He's uh my bald brother, the my other bald half. Um, but no, it's cool. Like I love that fool. Me and Caesar, love that fool. But uh, you know, it was it was just nice like having a chat. I wish I would have been in per it would have been in person. But you know, can't do that shit right now. But um, you know, just rocking and rolling. It was like a, an hour and a half long episode. So I mean, um. Just strap in and fucking rock and roll. But uh, I'm not doing the music thing like I usually do for the quarantine episodes. So it'll just be like very bare bones. Just I know I'm not even doing this on like Pro Tools. I'm doing this on Audacity. So I can't. I don't even know how to like put shit on Audacity or do any like vocal processing on this shit. But you know I'm just trying to put episodes out. I mean, who cares? But uh, yeah, here's the episode with Ian Manis. Ian Mayonnaise, Ian Manass. Fucking Mofker out. Alright, I'm recording. Um, let's see. Yo, welcome to Local Man's Awful Podcast, episode 16. Uh, it's been a fucking fat minute. The last episode we did was, uh, December 23rd. But, uh, I'm thinking that since we're in quarantine and figured out how to do a podcast with all of our friends, virtually, that, uh, we start this shit up again. Uh, today's episode, we have, uh, Ian Manis. What up? <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was my cue or not. Dude, nah, it's all good. <laughs> I do it differently every time. Um, but, uh, how, how are you doing today, Ian? I'm chilling, dude. Uh, how's uh, quarantine doing? How, how's the quarantine for you? Uh, I'm for, I'm over it, dude. <laughs> I'm over it. I've been doing the same shit every day. Yeah, it's kind of getting boring as fuck. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't really go outside either. It's fucking starting to get hot, too, so I yeah. don't want to go outside even more. Yeah, fuck. It, it's been hot. We were recording at the warehouse recently, and it was fucking miserable. Yeah, that wasn't that bad. I mean, I was sweating like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah, well, you were playing fucking drums for, like, fucking three hours. All I had to do was fucking sit on my ass and fucking guitar. Yeah, so... Dude, uh... that, those spaces are, like, the worst in the summer, too, dude. When we recorded the Sweet Soul tape, uh, fucking, we did that shit in, like, the middle of the summer, and it's, like, you, fucking Paradise is, like, the same kind of building, dude, and it fucking sucked. Yeah, he's got no oh, yeah. AC in there, yeah. right? Nah, yeah, no AC. Little, little little bit a little bit of context uh ian is the guitar player of sweet soul and the drummer of head Tools. i don't know if you're in anything else what else are you doing uh, he's also uh, a tattoo artist he's done some uh fire ass tats he's given me two um flame ass shit i don't know yeah yeah so with uh with being a tattoo artist and a musician it's probably hurting you really bad to be out of work and not playing music every weekend right yeah well i mean like it's the the two things that uh make up most of my life you know what i mean are, are fucking defunct for uh the near future i think um 
I think tattooing will probably come around quicker than uh, a lot of music stuff, but which is good because that's, you know, we don't make fucking money playing music. You know what I mean? Uh, but it actually hasn't been too bad because uh, when I, uh, this is like my first year of professionally tattooing. And when I went into it, I was like, uh, like this line of work, you you really only have as much like security as you make for yourself. So I, I started putting away money and shit. Like I had a goal, like of a certain amount of money I wanted to have, like that I just don't fuck with for stuff like this. Um, you know what I mean? There's no health insurance, uh, unless you're, you're paying out of pocket shit like that. So I, I wanted to have some money like uh, security anyways. And it, I had a decent amount saved up, like when all this shit happened. So it's, uh, hasn't been too bad financially but um definitely like i want to be working because I, I like my job and shit <laughs> yeah that's well at least you're smart and put money away oh yeah yeah dude i'm, I'm so glad i did that because uh yeah i don't know it it was mainly like when i made the jump from quitting my job to tattooing full-time uh i don't know that's where it started with like the money shit but it ended up working out like I don't know. It, I'm just kind of bummed because uh, I was, like, getting into a groove. You know what I mean? I had uh, only been full-time for, like, a little bit before all this shit happened. So I was definitely, like, seeing myself get better and better, like, just doing it all day, every day. Um, so it kind of sucks to have it, like, fucking slammed to a halt all of a sudden. This is, like, the longest since I got into it that I haven't, like, been in a tattoo shop and all that shit. Yeah, that's that's nuts. It sucks. Like same with uh, like music too. Like definitely like, Sweet Soul was picking up and everything else. All the projects were like kind of doing fun, and then with the music not being able to do live shows and whatnot, kind of fucked everything up. And like especially like with like uh, the Sweet Soul record, which is being pressed right now. Like I don't know when the fuck that's coming out. Yeah, that sucks, dude. I don't know. We some of those songs we've been sitting on for since before the first shit even came out. Like in the whole, I don't know. It's like a, it, it's a bummer for sure. The, uh, pressing plants are just fucked, and uh, who knows? It's definitely not running on the timeline we originally planned, anyways. Like before the quarantine shit happened, but now now it's like really kind of up in the, yeah it's a bummer uh i was having a lot of fun like we were playing a lot for the the first couple months of the year but i don't know uh it's definitely fucking weird times yeah oh yeah it's it's weird i don't know it i i haven't i've never had a job uh that's like what you guys do like caesar definitely working in food service but yeah just being at home and like doing the audio engineering i'm starting to lose my mind so I, I couldn't imagine, like, you guys. Like, I don't know. I know Caesar's the only essential worker I, I know that's killing it out there. Yeah, well, I mean, like, that shit, it, like, nothing's really changed, really. You know, like, I'm kind of just, like, like doing the same routine that I, I don't know. It's just, like, there's just, like, this big cloud over me at all times. It's just, like, you know, I just feel hopeless a lot, you know, just, and I mean, like, you know, not to sound fucking depressing or nothing, but it's just like, it's just with how strange everything feels all the time, you know, it's just like, 
just feels like everyone's just kind of on edge. You know what I mean? Dude, I don't, I don't like even fucking leaving the house really because uh, you fucking drive through Barstow, dude, and it's like I'm sure it's the same out there, but uh, just seeing everyone with like masks, like even the fucking homeless people out here got masks on and shit. It's just like so weird, dude. Yeah, it's it's very strange. It's just like a strange feeling, you know. And like going back to like the the topic of work. I don't know, like, yeah, you know, like, everyone's washing their hands, everyone's wearing gloves, wearing masks, but, like, yeah, like, nothing's really changed, like, you know, like, my work was slow as fuck, like, the first, like, two weeks, now it's, like, no one cares again, you know, it's just, like, oh, wear your mask and go on living your life the same, you know, and it's fucking, it, it just feels really insane all the time, you know? I think it's getting to the point now where people just don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? It was, like, scary at first. Um, but I think, I think uh, in general, like, people are, are getting fucking over the stay-at-home order and shit, dude. Um, I've seen some shit online of, like, other places in the country. Um, like, Lake Havasu, just mad motherfuckers out there, like, riding jet skis and shit. Oh, yeah. I think people are over it. Um, I don't even really know what to think about the whole thing. Uh, it's a fucking rabbit hole. It's just weird. Uh, it just feels like super dystopian. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? It feels honestly, like fucking yeah. Some black mirror type shit. But I don't know. I think I think a lot of cool shit is gonna come out of it. There's gonna be a lot of corny shit that comes out of referencing this time later oh, on. Definitely, God, dude. The Twitter Twitter has been fucking terrible ever since this quarantine happened because everybody's at yeah. home. Yeah, yeah, there's gonna be like. I don't know, just movies and shit, referencing it is going to be mad corny, but I think, uh, like, real creative people are are going to come out of this with, like, some cool shit. Like, for tattooing, it's super... When you're tattooing every day, um, it's hard to, to fucking get paintings and shit done, but, like, dude, every tattooer I follow is just posting, like, the dopest shit, dude. It's like, I don't know, it's cool just super creative people like still doing shit like people putting out little demos and shit it's cool i, th I think there's definitely gonna be some some cool art yeah definitely like uh you know me me and brad have been working on you know some stuff you know we have like new reclaimed track uh we're working on this other band right now we actually just recorded it yesterday which we sent to you 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 heard it um it's fire hell fire. oh yeah thank you <laughs> Uh, and I think we're working on putting out another demo for another that we're that we're doing pretty soon. Well, it's it's mostly Brad. You know, I'm not trying to give too much. You know, to at least save some anticipation, I guess. But uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, I guess like now's the time to just try to grind out some demos, grind out some projects that we've just been sitting on. Yeah, because, I mean, that's all we got is time, and I have the ability to record it, so why not take advantage of it? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah it's cool It's cool that people are still hitting me up to record their shit, so I was kind of worried because, like, it started to pick up, too, and I was like, fuck. But people are still down to record and whatnot, and so shout-out to those people who are still trying to get records out and demos or whatnot, trying to still grind, even though times are fucking rough right now. Yeah, super weird uh, in so many different ways. Uh, 
I don't know. It's weird. I, I don't really know what to expect, like, coming out of the other side of it. I think shows like the size that we would play are are going to come back sooner than like big shit, obviously. But I don't know. I I think people uh, are fucking going to come out of it like appreciating like what they have more. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hope there's like yeah. a resurgence of like like local shows and like people like just showing out just because there's a show, not because like. Like, not being, like, pick and choosing, like, where you want to go to. Like, I'm definitely going to do that. Like, I'm going to go to any fucking show out here. Like, I don't even care. I just miss it so much. Just being, like, out of, like, shows for, like, two, three months sucks. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I'm really hope, you know, like, you know, like, the younger kids that would, like, come out to, like, our shows, you know, realize that they really, you know, took it for granted. I mean, we took it for granted, you know. Like, it, it really fucked with me, you know, realizing, like, how easy, you know, this shit, like, you know, I've been building up for, like, a good majority of my life, which is easily taken away from me, you know? And I'm hoping, like, these kids, like, kind of, like, look at that and, like, you know, when it's over, you know, it'll inspire them, you know, start their own bands, you know, and try to get as much fun out of it as they can. Yeah, I mean, like, still, too, like, you can do, like, like what we're doing right now is Discord or, like zoom and even start a band or do something like that and like just start doing demos or doing phone recordings or whatnot it doesn't matter just create and just put shit out because there's you know this is the time because everybody's at home and all they have to do is listen to shit they, they, there's nobody saying like oh well i don't have time to watch this movie or start this show or play this game or listen to this because that's bullshit because that's all they do is sit down and uh listen yeah to shit. you know and i mean yeah, you know, and I, uh, you know, like we just recorded that the stuff we did yesterday. You know, like we we finished up these rough recordings of what's eventually going to be, you know, something sick. Hope, and uh, you know, I was really stoked on it. You know, and it made me feel good. To, you know, like record some shit and have some new, new material out. So like, I wanted to send, you know, to like a lot of like my close friends and stuff like that. And I don't know, like, kind of like get some. You know, validation real quick, but also like hopefully have them be like, "Damn, you know, I should be, you know, writing some stuff too." You know. Yeah, and it's I don't know, it's cool, like still grinding and whatnot, but yeah, just I don't know, stay creative and stay positive throughout this, and just try to figure shit out and try to jam on shit. Yeah, you know, like Facetime your friends, you know, show them new ideas, you know, just like. You know, like, pick up a fucking guitar, you know, come up with something sick, record it on your phone, send it to a friend, you know? Yeah, I definitely... Grind, don't, grind, and don't stop, grind. <laughs> yeah, I definitely FaceTime people now more than calling or texting, because, I don't know. Because we used to throw a lot of parties at uh, the house, so it's just weird not, you know, because we would just do it spontaneously and everybody would show up, and now it's kind of like, fuck, I miss that. And to all the people who blew us off, fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah y'all wish you were fucking hanging out with us huh <laughs> yeah they're like they're like oh i can't make it and then like damn i wish i miss all my friends and i wish quarantine was over and i was like you weren't saying that shit when i tried inviting you over the other time <laughs> damn nah no no diss to anybody it's cool everybody's gotta do their own thing but nah we dissing fucking everyone all right <laughs> yeah me, big diss. me fucking me brad and ian are fucking super chill fucking 
excellent hombres and y'all are fucking missing out by not wanting to be our friends so fuck y'all <laughs> fuck yeah em. i'm at the point yeah. to where like i just don't give a fuck about my persona or my internet presence anymore i'll just say whatever the fuck i want and just dude, yeah, that's, dude, the shit, that's the shit i've been on for forever Deliberating. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, like, not to, not to fucking like. I'm not gonna go say no crazy ass shit. Like, I'm not gonna say no racist slurs or whatnot. But <laughs> I'm I'm gonna just speak my mind and not be a fucking dickhead about. It. Well, I'm gonna be a dickhead about it, but I'm not gonna say any fucked up shit. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Like for me, like Twitter is like, you know, like take anything I see on Twitter. Like you gotta take with like a grain of salt, man. You know, like you know, like any if someone were to fucking like like show me one of my tweets i'd be like i don't fucking know dude like i was on one yeah you know that's what i don't know i i like bite my tongue for like most of these tweets but if i see a corny tweet it's getting fucking aired out i don't give a fuck yeah <laughs> no nah, see like me like i just fucking tweet shit like I'll, like if something comes to mind i'll fucking tweet it then i'll like set my phone down and like <laughs> yeah someone someone will like it or like respond to it and i'm like oh fuck Especially yeah. when like fucking like I'll get I'll get fucking drunk, dude, and I'll just start tweeting, man. Yeah, last night you were like getting drunk, hoping to tweet shit, and, and then, then fucking mad shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it happens like, every fucking time. It's, man. Yeah, it's crazy because I'll, I'll say stupid shit, and then like when Ian from RJC likes it, it just it's too crazy for me. <laughs> dude, what the fuck are you it's, doing, it's, it's Einstein? A, it's a real fucking reality check when like someone like of that caliber, I suppose, like. Like you realize they see your tweets or like they see your Instagram story. Yeah, I, at that point I just don't give a fuck. Anyways, they're gonna follow yeah. me and like like my shit for what I am. Like I'll tweet some shit about like being fucking off the rails and fucking, you know, just like it's just some fucking manic ass shit. And then fucking like pretty Maddie will like it, and I'm like, fuck, this whole thing's some creep probably. <laughs> no, I think. Dude, I think- my. My Twitter only exists to make YouTube motherfuckers laugh. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. It does the job. Dude, I fuck. I, I like high key feel that though. Like, I like tweet some shit, and I'm like, like, oh, I hope Ian sees this, or like, oh, I hope Noah from fucking Baco fucking sees this shit. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I'm specifically tweeting for people to react to it. Yeah, He's, for like uh, specific person. Noah's my new. One of my new favorite fucking Twitter heads. Dude, Fastcore Money. That fool's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah shout, shout out, out Noah. <laughs> that fool's fucking hilarious all the time. Fucking, yeah, no. I, we actually, We actually FaceTime him pretty often. Yeah, we, we only ask him about egg and chain shit. Yeah, like, we'll be like... He busts out the chart. Like, oh, is this egg punk? Is this chain <laughs> punk? And he's like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, then, it's bad. That new shit uh, is egg as fuck. Oh, yeah, it's pretty. I mean, I'm just gonna, like, I'm, I'm not gonna give hella shit away, but basically, like, the new shit uh, me and Brad cranked out last night, it's uh, songs that, re- like, we wrote, like, back in, like, 2016 when we were, like, 17 or 18. Um, when we were, like, super big into, like, uh, like, Lagwagon and, like, shit like that. Um, so we're we're basically putting out a fucking ninety skate punk EP in twenty twenty. And I don't know, it feels good. I love that music. It makes me feel happy. So fuck it. Whatever. 
Yeah, it was cool. I'm definitely not as fast as I was when I was six or 18, but nah, I'm chilling. That shit fucking killed me. Yeah, dude, that shit fucking was pissing me off, dude. Like, I had to, like, do, like, multiple takes of just, like, palm muting. And, like, oh, man, dude, like, I don't know what we were on back then, but, like, we, we used to fucking just, like, practice any fucking thing for fucking hours just, like, in the garage, just fucking, just because we could. Well, like, fucking Pretty Maddie just reacted to my story. Yeah, there it is. See, fucking, it's the Baker 3 tweet. Oh, hell yeah. Yo, that was, that was a good one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking, I don't know. That skate punk shit's fun. Trying to get back oh, into yeah. punk rock. I've been into hardcore too much. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, like, where I'm at, you know, like, I, I love hardcore. You know, I love playing the music. I love writing that music. But, like, you know, like, you know, Brad and I fucking grew up listening to fucking just, like, punk music. And, like, him and I got heavily into, like, more technical 90s fat wreck era, like, skate punk, like, together. And, uh, you know, it just it feels good, like, getting back to, like, I guess, like, our roots. Like, I don't want to fucking, I don't know, it feels kind of corny, like, saying that, like, my roots are fucking shit like blink 182 but it really fucking is you know yeah i mean it's it is corny but and but fuck it's you know smoke them if you got them you're you're like you're like uh blink 182 raised me well i feel like you have to be if you're not if you don't listen to other shit and aren't into other shit besides hardcore like you're just gonna fucking not be around in two years anyways you know what i mean that's facts it it's like i've been fucking on some I don't know, dude. I've been just, like, listening to so much shit, dude. Uh, But I've been, like, on this shit where just listening to records, like, LPs, just, like, front to back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, like, been my shit lately. I haven't really been rocking playlists, but, yeah, I've just been listening to mad shit, dude. Like, so much different shit. Like, shit I forgot about. Yeah, when... I remember just hitting daily mixes every day, and now I'm just, like, listening to full records. And just, like taking it all in and being like damn i kind of i really i really like that dude i i think that's uh that shit's definitely lost like with streaming and stuff but like there's and you could really see like how people uh will pander to like the streaming way of doing shit where you front load the fuck out of the the record and it's it doesn't really flow (laughs) you know what i mean and you kind of like in some ways uh i'm sure labels and shit uh, have their hand in that you know what i mean but uh there's something about like a fucking good lp that like has flow and like i don't know you could really like see when that shit's like crafted like yeah, especially the that's like me and caesar i'll ask them like what we'll ask each other like what's better the a or b side it's always like this b side's whack or the a side's whack it's not like we haven't like really found like like a flow rec- flowing record of just like oh yeah this whole entire record's great but there's always, like, those, like, duds in the middle or the end. Yeah, like, and I feel like, because, I mean, there's, there's, like, I can think of plenty of records, like, you know, released, like, pre, you know, streaming era, I guess, where it's, like, I guess, like, I don't know if it was, like, a thing that bands used to do, but, like, you really have to think, like, you know, like, you got to keep, like, someone's fucking attention, like, you know you know, fucking 10 tracks in, you know, if you have like a 12 song fucking LP or something. And I feel like that is kind of like a lost 
Yeah, because art, I'd perhaps. be I'd be mad as fuck if it was like the '90s and I bought a CD and it was just a bunch of like like two or three songs on it, and I'm like, what the fuck did I buy this for? Yeah, you know, like I don't know, like I guess I guess that kind of comes with like knowing your audience, maybe, you know, like, and like yeah, because there will be kinda diehards. Like, yeah, you know, like and kind of piecing like, you know, like oh, like. Well, like we, we, like I know people are gonna really respond to this track, and it goes well into this track, which is like you know, kind of like a not like a high point on like a record, and it flows well into this other track. You know, like I feel like flow is very important. Uh, I can think of a handful of albums that like just have constant flow, where it's like it kind of just feels like you're listening to, you know, it feels like you're listening to an album. You're not just listening to like a compilation of songs, you know. Yeah. That's what I like. I like when it feels like super like crafted. You know what I mean? That's like yeah. And it doesn't have to be like that because there's LPs that are more of like a collection of songs that they're just all fire. You know what I mean? And and yeah. you'll fuck with it anyways. But something about like it, re- you could tell like a lot of fucking thought went into it. Um, that's like my favorite shit, dude. Yeah, you know, and like it, it happens a lot. Like, you know, because me and Brad will, like, listen to, like, something new and we'll be like, oh, what'd you think of this? And it's like, oh, the A side's really good, but the B side's kind of whack. And, like, the only two that come to mind right now are uh, the last Abuse of Power uh, LP. I don't even like, like that, that record. I don't say, well, that A side's fucking phenomenal. I and, like, like that same with, like, uh, same with uh, Excalibur. I love that record, but that A side's just better. Yeah, it's it's harder to do with hardcore for sure one i'm thinking of that is like super bomb has flow fucking doesn't overstay it's fucking welcome is the the candy lp that shit has has flow i think see like okay with that i was like oh this is super sick when it came out and i just never listened to it and then i listened to the candy ep the first one the candy says and i was like yo this is the shit and then like i haven't listened to the candy lp because i was just like um, I like the one song. Good to another thing that, I've, I've kind of yeah. Another thing I've kind of like noticed with like hardcore is like I feel like people gravitate more towards EPs. Well, that's than like LPs. To do. That's what it's yeah. better that way because uh, was it Pat Kinlan was talking about like he rather like uh, LP will have four good songs. So why spend yeah. that much money? recording 10 to 12 songs when four of them are going to be good just put out a bunch of eps yeah you know and i i really do feel that you know and like because i was thinking about you know like if you know reclaim ever had like the opportunity to put out an lp like i i'd I'd be freaking out you know because i i could already see myself like trying to like rush songs you know and it, it i don't know like i like that Reclaim has only put out like very short releases, you know, it, it just feels a lot better. And it, I, I end up liking, you know, those songs a bit more than like trying to like go for quantity. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It, I, don't, I think just like, I don't know. L- LPs are cool, but like you gotta be really distinguished and have like a dope ass following for people to be like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, and I mean, like, you know, I, I love albums, you know, I like being able to, like, sit down and listen to something for just, like, you know, 30 to, you know, an hour, you know, 
Yeah, um, I think if it's like if it's like your favorite band, like the LP doesn't matter. Yeah, like I feel like there's like very few bands, it's just like specifically in hardcore, that uh, just have like super fire LPs after they drop like a fire EP. Like I feel like yeah. there's a lot of instances of like EPs being more popular than the LP that comes later. You know. It's very hard to do a fucking good hardcore LP that like Definitely. stands up, but you already know what I'm gonna say. What are you gonna fucking, say? Fucking, uh, dude, like I don't know. Uh, and when I think of like a, a hardcore LP that I don't ever get tired of, dude, it always is Big Kiss Goodnight. I uh, yep. You know what? I knew you were okay, gonna say see, that. See, <laughs> that's what I that's what I said. But like, I don't but know. even that, dude, even that record, I think there's a couple tracks you could lose and it would it would make it like even more bomb because it's kind of uh fuck was it like th- 13 songs you know what i mean if yeah if you trim that shit down to 10 like fuck but mm, i yeah. i never get tired of that lp dude i think I've i'm listened burnt to it. on it i really am still not burnt on it i think it's still phenomenal i mean it's like i don't hate the record i'm just like about it i don't know i don't know i feel like that's just like a perfect you know, encapsulation of what hardcore was at that time, you know, because like, what did it come out like? uh, Was it 2011? Yeah, you know, like, not even 10 years ago, but you know, like, I feel like hardcore is very different now than it was, you know, a little under 10 years ago. The keyboard? Oh, dude, that keyboard is so loud. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, 2011. Yeah, Yeah, 2011. Yeah, you know, and I still feel like, you know, because I feel like you know the TUI era was very like you know like I guess like kind of like I don't want to say macho but you know what I mean well there was I don't know there was all kinds of shit going on like that that same era that wasn't all like that but well I'm saying like specifically like that scene of hardcore you know yeah it it fucking it ebbs and flows like which styles the most popular like you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Sometimes it's heavy, fucking be heavy for a while, then it's faster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just not feeling, I don't know, I'm not on my hardcore kick right now, so maybe that's why I'm feeling kind of burnt to it. Like, right now, I've just been doing, like, alternative and, like, metal. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, Me too, dude. I like. I don't yeah. know, I've been trying to do something else besides hardcore because... I don't know, I've been so infatuated with it for like a long time that I'm like trying to discover other stuff and which I am. I'm like discovering other bands and like bands I know of other like records that are like not well known and like figuring out the tracks on those uh releases. I don't know, like I feel like you know, like 'cause, you know, when the quarantine hit, I like felt myself thinking like, Oh, you know, now's the perfect time to just listen to music. Um, but overall, like I've just been feeling like really like nostalgic you know and just like revisiting you know like albums that you know meant the world to me at like different parts of my life you know like from like you know being like a fucking 10 year old listening to fucking nothing but rancid to like being like 15 and getting into like that like you know story so far era of like pop punk you know yep that's that's been the kick the pop punk kick the late 90s early 2000 kick yeah, I've been on a fucking pop punk kick for sure. I know Ian is too. He's he's been jamming that starting line. I've seen that. 
<laughs> Dude, I've been on a Saves the Day kick. I never got into that band for whatever reason. Um, like at the age that I probably should have, and I was listening to shit that sounded like it. But dude, yeah. that band is so fucking good. See, like oh, the, yeah. the most pop punk I got was like Blink One Eighty Two, and that's like the top pop punk band for me. But like, I don't know, as I get as I'm getting older, I feel like I'm relating to it more than when I should have been at like thirteen or fourteen because I didn't give a fuck because I was like more punk at that time. So, yeah. like, music, like, that I'm listening to now, I'm like, oh, that shit's kind of whack back in, like, middle school. But now I'm like, no, this shit's actually good, you know? I understand what they're talking about. And, like... It's that- so it's so crazy to me, like, thinking, like, uh, of just, like... Like, if you were to... Like, if I were to put, like, certain bands, like, to, like, certain parts of my life, you know, it's... It always ends up being, like pop punk or like pop punk adjacent you know which like the term pop punk to me is like kind of bullshit you know like anything that's like up tempo with like a distorted guitar with like you know 10 seconds yeah exactly like with 10 seconds of melody they're like oh that's pop punk you know i mean like uh like there's people that argue that bands like you know rancid or pop punk you know but you know i I don't give Which a fuck. I could see, I could see, but you know, I I wouldn't call Rancid a pop punk. Band no, I wouldn't sure. call him pop punk. I, I'd call him punk, like '90s punk. But like, I don't yeah, know. I mean, but, uh, people I'm, are gonna call him whatever. People have perception, different perceptions of shit. So, it's just whatever. Well, and people always, people have to, like, they have a need to put shit in a certain fucking box. Yeah, yeah which that sure. that also limits the creator. It's like you know, if someone's gonna let, like someone were to like label us then we're like fuck we gotta well if that's what we sound like we're gonna start listening to that shit and yeah you know and i mean i don't know you know like i could easily like someone could tell me like yo write a song that sounds like this and you know i will but you know like i'd much rather like have something come to me and then have someone be like this sounds like this and it's like oh okay sure but you know that wasn't my intention i suppose you know yeah, no, but the Saves the Day record, the was it first two records, are fire. I I don't, I don't listen to was it Stay Where You Are, Say What You Are. That's like the one I've been on, dude. I like the I like the other two, but there's some uh, there's some tracks on Stay What You Are. Yeah, I've been jamming the first one. I know Caesar's been jamming the second one. That one was oh, like, yeah. I don't know what what did that come out on. It doesn't uh, say on Spotify, but it sounds like a. Like, that's when they got on a major. Like, I'm just right. guessing that. Oh, what, because through being that, cool? Was that, for, I don't know, was that on a major? Was it the where they're sitting on the couch? That's through being cool. Stay What You Are is the one after that. And it just sounds like um, they were trying to like make Like, they, they landed a major label deal. Yeah, like, they were trying to, like, it's a little more polished and shit, but... There's some fucking tracks on that shit. I don't know, like back to the whole A and B side. Through being cool, B side is garbage to me. I don't say yeah. The the A side is perfect. Like the through being cool A side is fucking phenomenal. All the way up from fucking uh, what's the name of the first track? Um, fucking All Star Me. Oh, uh, All Star Me. Yeah, All Star Me up until like Holly Hawks. Like all those songs are fucking perfect. Oh. I, uh, I've just been on that kick, having my pop-punk face now. 
I've been running uh like I said I've been I've been running uh just listening to LPs, but I've been fucking doing like uh discogs. Oh which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. which is interesting. Um like I don't know, mainly with the with a lot of shit that I, I used to listen to. Just run it, running the, the discography back to like see what how I feel about it today. Yeah, you know, a lot. I and, uh, I kind of I kind of did the same thing recently where uh you know again like you know going back to like you know the quarantine's got me like on like a nostalgia kick but uh I revisited every album and it like really made me like want to like get better at guitar <laughs> you know and I thought that was like kind of cool you know and I don't know like I think just like listening to like shit that like you listen to when like you were like first learning an instrument or like, you know, just like, you know, shit like that, you know, like I feel like it's very helpful if you feel like stuck, you know, cause I feel like I might be, I don't know, like 0.5% a better guitar player, you know, coming into quarantine, you know, yeah. but yeah, you know, I, I, I think listening to discographies is fucking great, especially when you just like, you know, are like a huge fan of a band, you know? See, the only time I want to do discography is like for an older artist. So like say like David Bowie or Neil Young, and they've been putting out music for, I don't know, like 40, 50 plus years. And it's just a fucking nightmare to get through. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, like Grateful Dead, I wanted to do that. And I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to get through it. That kind of a... Uh... That it definitely is a barrier for for me getting into some shit is like humongous discographies. I kind of like it because it's kind of like a challenge, but there's some shit that I just like. No, I'm not gonna get the full scope of unless I do a fucking discog deep. Dive. But yeah, like Grateful Dead, dude. Like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but like, I I only want to do discographies for like bands who've been putting out like so much music and i don't know why i don't do it purposely but it's just like i want to like you know listen to all of neil young i'm like i can't there's like fucking seven thousand yeah you know and i feel like i feel like doing stuff like that with bands with such like a huge like you know like yeah it's a challenge but like honestly like it's just you know rewarding you know could you like hidden gems or like fucking like singles that never made it to like an lp you know and, yeah, I don't know. I it's just like there's just like the idea of like, what if I find something sick, you know? Yeah, that's what I, I don't know. Cause like the the highwayman. Do you guys know who the high, highwayman is? Baja men. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! No, it's the the four country artists. It's Willie Nelson. Um, what's it? I almost said Jack Black, Johnny Cash. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know yeah, why I was Jack. thinking fucking Jack Black. Um, but yeah no it's like uh like all four of the country artists and i just like want to listen to like all four of their solo stuff and just go through it but those those fools have been putting music out since like the 50s yeah so i've been it's rough i've been listening to some uh fucking hank williams senior dude and it it's like the only thing that that chills my dog out (laughs) mofkin ollie yeah dude I'll throw that shit on and I'll be painting or something and I, I look over and he's just fucking cleat. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, fucking... I don't know. I just want to 
just go through all that and just listen to chill ass music. I don't know. I think chill ass music right now is the best because uh, if I'm listening to like crazy ass shit, I'm just like in my head about just everything about the quarantine and the pandemic. And I'm just like, oh, uh, dude, don't even start with on that, that shit. Shit, dude. I, I that's why I threw on that fucking candy record because it's like that's like the I don't know when I listen to that record, it fucking just sounds world. So I was like, I want to listen to some shit that like sounds what's going on right now, and fucking it's pretty sick. But that's really like the only thing that I've like purposely tried for that effect. But yeah, I've been fucking chilling too. I, I haven't been listening to too much hardcore. I can't even remember the last hardcore record I listened. I'm not gonna lie, I've been I've been spinning fucking. Uh, Big kiss goodnight. A fuck love. Uh, last hardcore record I listened. To. Well, I mean, I listened to the first Husker Du LP. I don't know if that really counts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, really, no. it's it's you know it's more of like a punk album, I guess. My recently played is like fucked. <laughs> oh yeah, mine. Too. It's like Two Live Crew, Casey Musgraves. Blink-182, Rival Mob, David Bowie, Hell yeah, and Pretty Man. I don't know, yeah, I just listened mine... to the first two songs off of the LP. Rival Mob? Mine, mine yeah. is just straight up fucking, mine's just straight up fucking just like pop punk dude, like, saves the day, story so far, Diamond Youth, uh, 80s all, uh, Emo Era, Screeching Weasel, and fucking Dizzy Pleasure Club. Like, God damn. Just like real ass fucking low key fucking simp shit. Dude, I've been on some. Today I was listening to straight like kill yourself music. <laughs> <laughs> like I listened uh, uh that last season. Oh LP, God. Which before you fucking chime in, I feel like that band got lumped into. Uh, it was just that that whole era of story so far a jace bands who uh got lumped as pop punk who were not pop punk and uh yeah i feel that's like that's one happened, of those i feel like that happened with bands like pianos and uh like touche as well yeah it's that that era uh you know 2010 11 12 uh, yeah just like any anything that was alternative at that yeah was it was fucking pop punk yeah and i mean they did well with the yeah. pop punk market or whatever, but that that record, uh, Reverie Lagoon, um, I revisited it in the quarantine, and that's like a record that's a good example of, like that's a fucking record. Like you throw that shit on, just listen to it through, and uh, it has a good flow. And like, I don't know, I really like that record. Fucking saves the you are. Oh, yeah. Fucking that snail mail. Oh, I haven't listened to that. Um. Uh, Pedro the Lion, it's hard to find a friend. That's like depressing shit. <laughs> um, that royal headache LP, yeah. Um, fuck. Both CI record. Fuck, uh, dude. I finally listened to Fever. Yeah, Fever. That's the shit. I don't like. I like Fever more than Zone Six. Yeah. Mm, yeah I mean, you can't really argue with Fever, dude. I think Fever, the song, is like one of the best hardcore songs written in the past fucking 
10 years. I like fucking, um, that, I also like the, I like how they do country music samples. Yeah, that shit's cool. They got their own little, uh, little vibe with it for sure. Zone 6, I, I just listened to Zone 6 and, uh, I don't know, there's tracks, but I, I think I still like Zone, like, the LPs, I like Zone 6 better than. Um, I don't know. You can't fucking argue with Fever, though. That's like, that's some fucking real deal shit. Alright, let's hop off uh, music talk, but we're gonna get into more music talk. But uh, let's uh, talk about uh, you being in bands. So, you've been playing, how long have you been playing music, Ian? Um, in bands or like just in general? Uh, let's do in general and then bands. Um, basically, I've been around like music and punk and stuff since uh like as early on as i can remember my dad was uh, a fucking my dad was a a, a punker and a, a skateboarder um so the, i was always around that shit so i i was like immediately exposed to both those things like um my dad played in a punk band in the area and fucking um it was, was still active like you know, the first couple of years of my life or whatever. So that I remember there's always drums and guitars and shit at the house. And, uh, I basically just started like banging on drums and shit, like as a fucking toddler and like same with skateboarding. Um, that stuff was like always around. So, uh, I was pretty interested in it, like as far back as I can remember, because, uh, like it was just, my dad would always be uh, listening to, just dope shit on the stereo, um, recording bands at the house, like all, all that kind of shit. So it's crazy. I always, so your dad was also doing the recording shit too. Yeah. Like, uh, like, yeah. From basically, I don't know if you, I, I don't really know. Cause of where my memory starts is probably like three or four or five years old. But I remember him like at, at my childhood house, like, uh, recording bands and stuff before you, like, a, a proper, like, space. It's so crazy that, like, that whole group is, like, how, uh, everybody just knows each other. Like, uh, I don't know, because it's crazy, because, uh, Chris Como and Chris Riley, and then finding out that your dad was part of the business, too, and then learning that they had a studio across from C-47, where I record most of my stuff, and it's just fucking insane to think, like, that shit was going down, like, 20 years ago, or, like, t 15 to 20 years ago. Yeah, it's a trip, dude. That that really tripped me out that uh, my first time going to C-47, I was like, what the fuck? My dad's studio was, like, literally in the same complex. And is it still running? No. Um, it, it's been... Uh, uh, it hasn't been open in a, in a really long time. He kind of, uh, he would record shit here and there, like at the house. Um, then him and, and Chris Riley opened up and Chris Como, all three of them together opened up. Um, I think it was called Alder street recorders or something. And, uh, they had the studio on the, the same complex as Devin's in. And, uh, they had that spot for a couple of years. Uh, my dad like was was working full time and shit. He he never was recording full time, but Chris Como would like record uh, the majority of the time. Like that was his full time gig. Like when he wasn't touring and shit, 
and uh, Chris Riley would do projects there stuff and uh my dad would too but Chris Como was like the holding the spot down and um they did that for a couple years and then we ended up moving uh you know that Mexican restaurant uh down the street on I Avenue like a couple blocks is it uh, Monica's it? I almost said Juanita's <laughs> no it's Some, Monica's I, I don't remember it but they ended up moving down there to like this office space and like I helped my dad build it out and uh uh, they were there for a little bit too, and then just like I, I forget exactly what happened. Uh, I think Chris Como was touring with he was touring uh, as as a fill-in drummer or touring drummer for for some bigger band, and uh, I don't know. It just like wasn't working out anymore, and uh, they ended up closing it up. But uh, Chris Como and Chris Riley still have that that other spot in the. AC. So they're still doing shit. My dad kind of uh, just records. Uh... Jesus Christ, what was that? It was a garage. <laughs> oh. I was closing it. <laughs> oh, were you smoking? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, uh, yeah, my bad, y'all. Damn. Yeah, no, but that's that's crazy. And then um, you're you're originally from Barstow, right? Yeah, Barstow. Um, but when I uh, I was like 13... Uh, we moved out to Victorville, and I lived out for four or five years, and moved back here after I, I graduated high school. So, do you like Barstow or Victorville better? I don't know. I I definitely at the time, you're like thirteen, about to go. You know what I mean? You're you're leaving middle school, going to high school. Like everyone I ever fucking knew was from here. It was kind of like a shitty ass time to try to move somewhere else but i ended up making friends out there but i i always uh barstow just not really because there's anything great here but just because like all my friends and stuff but at this point um i, I like victorville more for sure i feel like i have more friends that i hang out with on a regular basis there than here now but yeah Vic, victorville is the obvious like better place to live the rent's cheaper here like that's about it. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, cause, the, okay, so we did a podcast with Taylor from Sweet Soul, like a couple, well, like maybe like over like six months ago, and then you guys had a band together. What was it called? Like back in the uh, day, Field Day. Dude. And that was like what pop punk. Yeah, well, me and him were actually like in some shitty, uh, like. I don't even know what you want to call it. Some like, like death Corey almost. This metal, shitty high school like metal shit before that. Uh, the dude who played bass in that band played in Field Day, and but in that that band before Field Day, it was metal, and there was a different like dude doing vocals, and we kind of started Field Day because uh, the other dude is just like way too into fucking like smoke and stuff and we were me and taylor were like more serious about it and uh so we wanted to do like some different shit dude we were 15 when we started that band and uh, so that was probably like 2011 2012 we were like just found out about a lot of different shit and uh we're kind of like doing shitty versions of, of shit we were listening to you know what i mean it was one of those bands where you like kind of learn how to do shit but it sounded like 
I don't even know. I don't know how to describe it because uh, like a lot of Smashing Pumpkin, Pumpkins like influence title fight. Of course, we we're super into title fight around that time. Um, just yeah, more more alternative leaning. It wasn't like metal or, or hardcore, even though we would cover uh, hardcore songs that made no fucking sense for us. Damn. And then you said, fuck the pop punk gig, and I'm going to start, like, Moral Theory, which is hardcore. Well, I was actually in an, another band in between that. Oh, shit. Field Day, well, Field Day went on for a little bit. That was, like, our first band um, where we really, like, you know, we it was around the age where we were getting your driver's license and shit, and uh, we would always go to shows uh, in L.A., in uh, Orange County. We kind of, like, met some people, like, our age who played bands and stuff and that was like our first like would play a fuckload of shows and like go all over like southern california doing shit and uh that went on basically like the last two years of high school and then taylor goes off to lineman school and uh that was really like the end of it uh, i was still in barstow like had a full-time job but some of my other friends uh mutual friends like me and others uh I lived with a couple of them, and uh, they were doing this other band, and they, they needed a guitar player, uh, a second guitar player. So I ended up joining that band, and uh, yeah, that band was called Knives. It was like, uh, I don't know, dude. It was a weird fucking band. I actually was just listening to the shit the other day. Uh, I don't know. This stuff before I joined, they had like, there's only two EPs, but the, the stuff before I joined was uh, a little more metal Corey. Like, Every Time I Die was, like, a big influence for that band. And uh, and then I, they did one EP when I was, and it was, I don't know, heavy, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was cool. It was fun to play in at the time. It was taking a lot of influence from just hectic sounding shit, like The Chariot and... Uh, we would always play like super fucked up and like just breaking shit. And I would always play shitty guitars and just like, I don't know, just being fucking rowdy and dumb playing like, hell yeah. <laughs> that band was fun though, because, uh, two or three of us like had this house and we'd practice at our house and we had like a detached garage which was, like, the most disgusting fucking room ever, dude. Like, we would have parties and stuff at the house, and people would be smoking in there, and, like, just fucking... It was just disgusting. We would, uh... That band was fun because the other members, like, were just always at the house anyway, so we would just always be in the garage, just writing or, or just fucking practicing, and, uh... Like, I don't know, that re I feel like that makes a huge difference. You know what I mean? And how you sound live, like, obviously. But, I don't know, I could really tell a difference, like, with that band. Like, we were always, like, just from playing with each other so much, so we were really cued into, like, what everyone else in the band was doing. It was, like, locked in, even though we were, like, a mess in every other fucking way, you know? Yeah. And then Moral Theory came along. And Moral Theory, yeah. Moral Theory was, uh, fucking, uh, me and Taylor again. Uh, we just fucking like a, a heavier sounding like 90s uh, hardcore band and 
fucking just wrote a little demo and uh fucking taylor was down to do vocals and uh me him and louie uh were chilling a lot and that's kind of how it came about i was like fuck it we should do another band and um we did that shit <laughs> that's cool yeah would you okay how do you feel about moral theory do you like moral theory who me yeah i like it i um I like the the demo or whatever you want to call it more than the the latest shit. Like, just as a little bit of time's gone on. Yeah, that's it. I, I, the demo's cool. I I like the 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 way the first the I like how both of them sound because you did the first one with Taylor Young, and then you did the second one with Chris Como, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean Chris Como sounded good. It sounded like um like really clean and really good. And then Taylor Young was kind of doing, like, you know, known for what he does and making shit sound huge and heavy. So, I mean, it worked both ways. Yeah, I think I just, like, got in my own way a little bit with uh, writing shit for the the EP we did with uh, Chris Como, Chris Riley. Um, I don't know. I don't like it, but, uh, like, the riffs are better on the early shit for yeah, well, I mean, it happens. Sometimes you put out shit that's not as good as other stuff, but, you know, you put more shit out. And that's when you said, you know, Moral Theories, like, I put out that one EP, and I was like, damn, this shit sucks. So you started Sweet Soul. Well, Taylor Taylor started Sweet Soul. Um, what happened with that is, like, we were doing a lot of head-to-wall shit at the time. Um, oh, shit, I forgot and... about head-to-wall. Well, yeah, t- Technically, in the in the timeline, uh, Head to Wall and Moral Theory are kind of like simultaneously doing shit. Uh, Head to Wall came after Moral Theory. Uh, it's actually our friend Kyle who plays bass in Sweet. Um, he was from LA. We met him uh, when Field Day would go play out uh, in the Valley and uh, Santa Clarita. That's where we met him. So we we'd known him forever, but he was going to school in uh, Santa Cruz. And uh, he'd been living up there for a couple of years. And uh, he brought Moral Theory up there for our first show. And we played our first show with uh, Head to Wall, uh, which was a Santa Cruz band at the time. And uh, Kyle kind of just had, uh, like, homies up there. Uh, I think him and, and and the other homie, Hendrick, uh, like, wrote. I had, like, the songs that they were playing done. And Kyle just, uh, you know, if you don't know, if you never met Kyle, he's a super outgoing and uh he just like found like people who were down to like play the parts and shit and uh so we played a couple of shows with them we played that show up there and then um we played fresno with them and uh some of the dudes in the in in the band when they were in santa Cruz, like i don't know wanted to just play heavier shit or something and uh weren't really they were just playing in the band. They didn't really like that lane of hardcore or, like, didn't really draw any kind of influence from it. Yeah. It was kind of, like, doomed in that aspect of, uh, I know one of the dudes that was in it, like, really fucking loves Slipknot. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> it's, yeah. It, and he, I remember I talked to him outside of the, the Fresno show and he's like yeah I want Head to Wall to sound like Moral Theory and I was like uh he's playing in the wrong fucking band <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's I mean Head to Wall is cool I like Head to Wall it's definitely like not my cup of hardcore 
but I I think I just like uh, I think I just fuck with y'all too much and just the music and the writing's good, so I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, I, there's definitely stuff in that lane that I I really like, uh, but I wouldn't say it's like my favorite lane of hardcore, but I really do like enjoy a lot of shit in that lane. But anyways, with that, so Kyle was talking about moving back to L.A. And um, he hit up me and Taylor to see if we wanted to play in the band. And uh, so we started doing head-to-wall shit. And um, Kyle's a hustler, dude. So he, he was getting all kinds of shows and shit. And uh became more like a, a actual band, you know what I mean, with the lineup. And uh, head-to-wall was actually doing more shit than Moral Theory, but... Moral Theory was all, always a fucking nightmare to play live because uh, the old drummer of Sweet Soul uh, played drums in Moral Theory, and he's from L.A., and it was, it, I don't know. I feel like the whole time he he was doing us a favor by doing it, you know what I mean? So it, it was kind of, like, hard to get him to do shit, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, we we got on some, like, dope shows, like, towards the end of uh that band like doing shit on the regular and um he's still like i don't know wasn't i don't know what is we had to like got on a that illusion of kulu tour uh and we were supposed to open that show and like we had to like talk this motherfucker into doing it (laughs) damn that's crazy and we didn't even end up playing because uh board six got shut down the the spot out there and uh like the show they had like a week before so it was kind of up in the air if the show was even going to happen till the last minute so we ended up having to drop off because it's like a a fucking far-ass drive for us yeah i mean it kind of sucks when you have like members out in like uh la and like spread out across california to be in the band because it really like fucks with like writing and practicing and recording and whatnot but y'all made it work for the time being. Yeah, it was cool. Like, but so, was, yeah, I don't know. Moral theory was always super difficult to get anything off the ground. Like, and me and Taylor would just write all the music and we would record everything. That that dude didn't. He didn't record on either of the recordings from Moral Theory. Uh, I ended up recording drums and like all the instruments for both of those. Uh, so it was really just me and Taylor and, uh, and Louie would, uh, play live and shit, but yeah, so doing a lot of head to wall shit. And then, uh, Taylor, like we were writing, uh, an EP for, for head to wall and Taylor like had some songs that he had written that, uh, I think him and Kyle were like saying they're too melodic and, uh, I don't know. This fool was like on a huge fucking like Ramones kick and, uh, he wrote like these songs and they were fucking bomb. And he, he sent them to me and, uh, just to check them out. He's like, check this shit out. Like, I don't know. I, I some of, a couple of them were supposed to be for head to wall, but it's just like not the right vibe. And, uh, instantly I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like I'm down to play whatever in that band. And, uh, that's kind of how it got started. Um, I think Kyle was, Kyle was in on it from the beginning too. Like, um, sending shit back and forth with Taylor and uh yeah basically Taylor came with a couple tracks and uh fucking that's how it started damn that's crazy yeah cause I remember like 
finding out about Sweet Soul through, I don't know who posted it, but um, I just remember hearing it, and I was like, God damn, what the fuck is this shit? And, like, just knowing, like, like there's nothing going on like this right now. And then we all thought you were L.A.-based, and then we played L.A. with you guys, and we were, like, kind of just like, well, you weren't at that gig. You Nah, I was at a wedding. And uh, we played, and we're like, damn, this band's fucking sick as fuck. And then uh, you guys ended up getting booked on another show. We played in the desert at C47. And we're like, damn, they drove from fucking L.A. to play out here, and it's so dope. And then fucking we found out from Taylor, because we are trying to get him on the podcast, that you guys are just from Barstow. And so we were, like, super stoked on that. Yeah, like, I remember... Uh seeing the name sweet soul on just like a bunch of like hardcore flyers you know and uh uh, yeah the first time i listened to that ep i was like holy shit like you know it was like something that you know like i it just like it was like stuff that like i grew up listening to and shit i was like fuck like this is the shit you know and then we started playing shows together and i was like fuck yeah you know and like learning you guys were just fucking basically fucking 30 minutes away i was like oh shit like you know we got to do more shit with these guys like right away you know and now look at us yeah who'd have thought huh (laughs) i know fucking fucking mega homies yeah and you know like i'm I'm grateful for that you know you know and it's just crazy because like you know you you and taylor music you know, probably about as long as me and Brad been doing music, and it's just like, you know, once, like, the paths crossed, it was just, like, fuck, if only we'd, like, known about each other, like, way back in the day, you know? Yeah, for sure, dude. Because um, I, I knew about Reclaim, uh, because I've known Garrett forever from, from living out in Victorville. Um, so, I, I've been following him, like, since I've known him on Instagram, and I would see you guys doing a bunch of shit, um, like, just always playing shows. But I was always like, what the fuck? Like, how ever, like, it was like we're both friend groups were, were doing all kinds of shit. But, like, for some reason, like, our past never crossed until, like, that L.A. show. Yeah, you know, and what was that back in, like, uh, October? October? Yeah. You know, um, but, yeah, you know, and, like, you know, Garrett had always thrown the name, you know, Moral Theory around. You know, and uh, it's like, oh, you know, Moral Theories from Barstow, you know, blah, 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 this. And I think we tried to get you guys on, like, a show or something like that. But I, I don't remember the details of it, but I remember it falling through. And uh, the first time I met Taylor, I don't think. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, like, it, it's not that deep. Like, uh, we played a show in Asperia with uh and uh, Garrett introduced me to Taylor, and uh, like one of the first things he said was like, "Oh, you should have got Moral Theory on this." Show. And I was like, uh, "I see what you're doing." You know, I was kind of just like, "This fool's just trying to get some gigs out of us." <laughs> you know, I was like, "He ain't trying to be my friend." <laughs> but uh, that's no, funny. I, mean, I don't know, like eating shit, like fuck, basically almost like a year after that fucking distort show, you know, meeting you guys again, you know, I, I, I don't think I put two and two together right away of just 
oh, this is that fool from Moral Theory, you know? It's like, oh, this is the fool from Sweet Soul, you know? But, uh, no, you know, like, you know, fucking regardless of any of that shit, you know, I'm just really glad we're all homies now, you know, we're doing some cool shit together, you know? Yeah, dude, definitely, like, meeting you, it's like, fucking, it was like, uh, we were meant to be fucking... And super homies, you know what I mean? Reclaim everyone in Reclaim and everyone in Sweet Soul. Yeah, yeah, it was super cool because like, uh, I feel like you and I clicked like almost immediately. <laughs> yeah, know? for sure. Like, you and I were fucking, fucking big scheming in fucking uh, Costa Mesa and shit. I was like, damn, this was sick, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's how I, I fucking felt with you and Brad for sure, dude. I was like where these motherfuckers been yeah you know and i mean yeah it, it kind of sounds like like i don't want to say like sappy or like lame but like i don't know man i really value our friendships <laughs> yeah for sure dude yeah it's so so weird how that happened too of like just you guys being super fucking active basically since you yeah and like yeah. how did we never be on the same bill you know what i mean it's super weird. yeah well but... i mean we you know when we started doing reclaim it wasn't like you know we had like homies who are also in a hardcore you know because when we started doing reclaim out here you know and being just like a band doing local shows you know no one really fucked with us you know like we were just like kind of just like like oh reclaim's playing like you know it's an excuse to mosh i guess but like it wasn't like you know, they were, like, hardcore fans or nothing like that. Well, and that's why I was so surprised, like, when I, I started going to shows out there and shit, because I lived out there, like, when I lived out there, uh, Karma was still around. You know, there were people go to the, the scene shows or whatever, and, like, yeah. see. Um, but, like, there was never really a whole lot going on, which never made sense to me, because, uh, like, a population that big... Um, definitely has enough kids to like support a scene you know yeah you know and you know i've seen you know the scene change you know over the few years you know i wasn't always like in a band like playing in these scenes but you know when i was in like seventh grade there was like not like a huge but like there was a there was a little ska punk scene going on for a minute and then once that like came and went you know that that scene happened for like two years came and went and then metalcore was like the the biggest fucking thing in the desert. Well, that that too, dude. Like, cause uh, knives would play out there. We played out there a handful of times, and it was like the worst shows of my life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, Brad and I had like, a, you know, like a like a little punk band, and you know, there just was never a, a, like a scene for us. You know, so we never made any connections. You know, being a pop punk band trying to play with like these metalcore bands, so we never had any like, you know, connections. I mean, other than you know, I had a friend Josh that like I've known forever. You know, he was in like a death metal band called Conor Necrosis, and we did a few shows with them. They're always weird. No one ever came, yep. but you know, like it was still. Have you ever heard of that band, uh, Rainfall's Grip? I think so. That band they from they're from they're from Apple Valley, and uh, we had a little thing going on. Cause there's always been like a little out here, like 
it's pretty much non-existent now. Uh, like when I was a, a kid, fucking juice, um, like was always playing. So those were like some early like local shit. I would go to like when I, when I was like twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Um, and there, there's been a couple bands from Barstow who have like done a lot of shit, and uh, really it, it all revolves around like, high school age people. Uh, yeah. But even like, yeah. So like by the time I was in high school, that like the residual of uh, like Duck Duck Gooses, uh, like people who roll out to those shows, like was still around a little bit. We'd have bar shows and shit at this one spot. And like you'd get all your friends from high school to come out and shit. But yeah, it's literally more of like a, of a, like an age thing and like something to do or an excuse to get fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So like, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's really how it felt when, um, you know, because me and Brad were in, like, a handful of fucking bands, like, over the years. At, you know, whatever people. But, like, all the people we never met, like, ever met, like, weren't real, you know, like, real, like, hardcore heads, you know what I mean? So, you know, once we did eventually start Reclaim, it kind of just felt like, you know, like, we just did not fit in. You know? And, I mean, like... I'm glad to see that there are like more hardcore bands like starting up like in the desert, you know. Shout out Breach, honestly. I, I was just know? about to say shout out Breach. Dude. Shout out Breach, you know. Yeah, you know, and like I'm hoping to see like some more. Not like saying like I only want to see like hardcore bands coming out of the desert, but you know, it, it's just really cool to see these young kids who are still in high school, you know, having like an interest in like hardcore and like punk and shit, you know, because like they played their fucking high school. You know, damn, that's wild. Yeah, yeah you know, and I like to think that 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 hopefully like put some kids on or something. You know, well, and it's cool like with what uh, you know Brad does, fucking putting on shows, and uh, everyone else who, who books shit out there, uh, and because a lot of these kids like they don't know anything about the shit except what they see at at fucking C forty seven or or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It, I don't know. I feel like it's easier than ever to uh, dig for shit like online if you have like any kind of entrance point. Like I like this band, and you know what I mean. Algorithms on Spotify and all that shit make it pretty easy to find some shit. Yeah, but it's, definitely. It, it's cool when, uh, like, I don't know. Maybe fucking kids are walking the line. They're like a little interested in it, and then fucking, uh, you know, everyone's bringing out like dope bands for these kids to see. Like, you know what I mean? Like some of the shit that uh you know coronavirus kind of fucked up some shit we had going but uh yeah there's some shit that like if i was a, a kid in high school and like some of these bands were coming through like i would be stoked yeah like i i couldn't imagine like being like you know 15 16 and like like let's say like i'm a 15 year old and you know like i'm like a i'm a cell damage reclaim fan and, you know, like these bands, these local bands that you like are suddenly getting booked, you know, with bands like Regional Justice Center. We had a show with fucking Big Bite that was supposed to happen, you know, and that's just like, you know, it's just a good opportunity for kids to just, you know, get fucking learned. You it's, know? it's super cool. Yeah, they they get exposed to like some real deal shit like that fucking distort show was fucking so sick, dude. Like, yeah, that's what that came through when i was a kid fucking lost my shit yeah yeah i'm I'm just trying to put like cool ass bands on 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying to book bands, like, that are super dope and, like, bands that I like and I know people will like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you know, and it's super cool playing with, like, these bands because, you know, like, Reclaim, you know, is still, like, a local band and being that, like, you know, we've played shows at Regional Justice Center, Give, you know, you know, like, you know, that's super fucking cool, but, like, seeing, like, these kids that are like regulars at your shows, like buying like regional merch and like listening to their records. It's like, you know, like, you know, not to sound like we're like doing something, but it feels like we're doing something. Well, and what's cool is that like kids do do that shit. Like, and fucking that makes bands want to come back. And it's cool that any bands have like, bigger bands or more well-known like bands in the fucking world and uh you know have, have been willing to come out and it's cool that the kids fucking support it. and like remind i don't know i remember like being in in field day or whatever and like playing shows and they were just fucking so shitty or like playing la and uh just everyone's looking at you with their fucking arms crossed and no one gives a fuck and uh, my dad would always tell me that like places like a little bit off the path like always fucking go harder because uh they they fucking don't get as much shit you know what i mean yeah and i feel like we we did a good job like tapping into that you know yeah for sure because like when when there's dope shit rolling through every weekend like i get why people don't give a fuck about some Mm -hmm. shit they never heard you know and it's out here it's like not so much like a fucking popularity contest like it is in, in other like markets you play um yeah like i couldn't imagine like like if i live like in fullerton like there's no fucking way i'm gonna be going to every program show that happens yeah like you know it's like cause those are those are gonna be happening like you know almost every day hey you know so it's versus like you know like a c47 foo house or just a house show you know like we always try to just like do something sick with it you know and like bring out like a new band yeah, and I mean, it doesn't just have to be, like, a bigger band. Just, like, bringing out our homies that we've played shows with in out of town or, like, on tour or, like, out of town. Like, bringing them yeah, out you know, and, and having that... people, like, go off for them is really sick. Yeah, and that's something, like, I wanted to, like, bring up, too. You know, uh, you know like, the first time Face Facts played out here was incredible. You know, and like we played a few shows with them in the past in like different locations. It's like, oh, let's bring well, them to like was our that hometown. the the Sweet Soul first show at C forty seven too? Was that the first time they played out here? I think yeah. so. Yeah, that shit was dope. Yeah, and you know, and just it's not like you know, like you said, like it's not a popularity contest. You know, like we're not trying to be friends with these people just so like we can get gigs out of them. You know, you know, like we i guess like we kind of understand that like we kind of have like a small dedicated scene out here so it's just like helping friends you know and you know like we we spent a lot of time forcing like cell damage down these kids throats you know just you know like we really like cell damage and uh, uh they're just really good friends with them you know and we just wanted to keep doing shit with them because you know every time we played shows you know it was a and I guess, like, the same goes, you know, us throwing on shows and putting, like, Sweet Soul on it. You know, it's, we're just good friends. And uh, it just feels good playing together. Soul Claim World Takeover. See, that, see, that's the thing, too. I'm like, 
like I like playing with new bands, but like if I, if I if I'm like playing a show with I know all my homies are gonna be there, it is guaranteed a good time whether the show is a flop or not. Like yeah, if, you know, if I'm there I, with like fifteen of my homies and they're all in the band, I could give a fuck how the show goes. I'm fucking shooting the shit with everybody. And I'm hanging out and it's just a good time. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm really glad, you know, you and I, Brad, got out of that mentality like really early on of just. You know, like not letting a bad show like ruin our fucking mood, you know, because, you know, we're still, you know, doing what we love. You know? Well, and like it- the last, the last show we did was Head to All, Sweet Soul, uh, Reclaim at the Void. And, you know, that show was, you know, not the best show, but like if I could play that same show like right now with the way things are, like I'd do it in a fucking heartbeat, you know? That show was fun. Um, Ian made some friends that night. Yeah, if that if that kid fucking being an idiot at the fucking <laughs> void is hearing this, fuck you, you fucking nerd. <laughs> but anyways, uh yeah, dude, like the you if you're fucking trying to play music at this level for like any other reason besides like it's fulfilling for you and it and it and it's fun, then like no one would be fucking doing it. You know what I mean? There's yeah. be made. Um, there's no fucking uh, like clout tokens. You know what I mean? Or whatever yeah, the fuck. You know, like, and it's, it's like you know it's we just we started fun. we started doing reclaim just out of you know the love for hardcore. You know, like we knew that we had nothing but potential to flop because there's no fucking hardcore. You know, in you know in like the scene that was happening, and uh, you know reclaim got traction whatever i don't want to fucking act like we're the shit um and you know just like meeting like you guys and you know taylor and kyle asking me to like play bass and head to wall it wasn't like oh hell yeah you know now i'm gonna have head to walk it was like i love playing bass i love the music head to you know and it's it's you know it's fulfilling for me and it's like i feel like i'm helping out of- yeah for sure so- it's it's all uh because uh, everyone just fucking loves doing it, dude. Especially like yeah. the older you get, too, and like the more uh, real life gets, I guess. It's fucking, you know what I mean? I don't ever see myself like not being involved uh, with with shows and, and hardcore and uh, you know music in general, dude. Because yeah. it's, uh, I don't know, dude. I I fucking it's just always been such a big part of my life that I don't see myself ever like dropping out for lack of a better term you know what i mean um i don't know it's cool yeah Yeah, you know and i just feel like you know something that like i've always like kept in mind is if you you know doing music just because like you genuinely love it like anything you do like it there's nothing but yeah and uh you know like doing music just just because you wholeheartedly love doing it you know anything that comes that's like a positive it's just like a bonus because you're already doing what you love and it's like you're meeting cool people you're playing cool shows like that's just all and if you're doing it for the it just if you're doing it for the wrong reasons you're gonna fall off anyways yeah exactly like if i were to start a band that sounded like something that everyone was listening to and it just fucking flopped and you know it's like oh i just wasted my time yeah i mean yeah 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 uh, yeah i just think if 
anything you do, you gotta do it for, you know, for, like, the right reason, or, like, for yourself, mainly, like, if you're, if you're not, like, it could be anything, like, you can, like, pick up arts and be, or art and be, like, you know what, maybe this isn't for me, then that's cool, you know what I'm saying, as long as you're not being fake or fronting about it, you know, you just gotta find, like, that, that weird, like, subculture, like, whatever you fit into, and just, you know, really define yourself and see, like, what you're vibing on. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be music or whatnot. It could be, like, science or anything. And, you know, just find out what really, like, really, like, makes you stoked on shit and just put it all into that. And just, you'll get good results. Yeah, just, yeah, you know. Just be yourself. Just, yeah, I mean, yeah, it sounds like fucking some shit that's, like, knitted on a pillow. But, you know, just fucking whatever you do, do it with your whole ass heart, you know? Yeah, it, it, just, a, it feels good. Yeah, and I feel it feels like, good. I feel like it's an age thing too. Um, like when you're a teenager and like a little bit after it, like I don't know. I feel like people in general front about shit a little bit more. Um, but I don't know. The older, like the older I get, I'm just like, dude, I like what I fucking like, and I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I hate I hate the term guilty pleasure music. Like, that, yeah, that shit pisses me off. I'm like, why are you afraid of like, what, what are you scared of? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, it's I, all... I, I can see like certain friends like not wanting to fuck with you because you listen to this music or whatnot. But like, that's just whack. Then they're not your homies. Then you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, we real. like, we'll give each other shit for like liking this one thing and not liking or like someone likes it and I don't like it. But like, I'm not going to be like, oh, well. I don't like you. I don't want to be your friend anymore because you like this record more than that. I'm just going to be like, all right, well, he's human. He doesn't have to like the same thing as me. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's just, I don't know, like, everyone's fucking different, you know? Like, you can like something, but, you know, when it comes down to specific, you know, it's like, we both like hardcore, but you like this album, I like this album. Like, no, you guys still both like something greater than something small, so it's like, why waste your breath, you know? Let people enjoy shit. I don't fucking know, dude. Yeah, stop making fucking hardcore a fucking popularity contest. Yeah. It, oh, man. Like, me and Brad talk about... It's, it, it becomes very difficult to like hardcore sometimes. <laughs> well, all the people who make it difficult to like hardcore or whatever, like, they're just... Uh, tourists anyways you know what i mean like yeah but you know people like, talk about this shit all the time like the people who come in and stir up shit and uh or whatever you know they're they're gonna be fucking gone in fucking two years anyways it's annoying as shit but yeah for it, sure but it's like it's just like the idea of like getting lumped into that is kind of like oh fuck you know <laughs> you know yeah it's yeah like, it, it, it's it's dumb but i mean there's dumb people and everything. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you tell someone, like, oh, like, I'm in, like, this hardcore band, you know, and, like, if they just have, like, this outsider perspective, it's, like, are they going to think I'm, like, this fucking, like, supreme bag fucking knocked loose fucking lover or something? Yeah, I don't know, dude. I, what annoys me sometimes is, like, people like that who just come in and they fucking stir up shit and like try to change too much shit in you know what I mean and then they're fucking gone you know what I mean they're gone and 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't try to get worked about, like, knock loose or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? I just try to do my thing and, and like, just rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. Knock loose, though, not my bag for sure, but it's cool that they use how big they are to put on for, like, some dope bands. I always thought that was cool about that band. They're a gateway band. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they fucking, they, they have, you know, real deal fucking hardcore bands uh, fucking on tour with them and, and on opening, you know, as locals when they're on tour and shit, which is cool. Yeah, you they, know, I, uh, I, they do. I definitely was not trying to fucking diss Knock Loose. Like, I know they're, like, a vital component and, like, a, you know, hardcore, you know, like, you know, they are a big band for, you know, a good, you know, but, um, no, I was not trying to fucking diss Knock Loose. Like, it, you know, it's... Obviously, for me, uh, you know, I get it. I get why people say that, you know, I'm not trying to diss too Yeah, that's, I mean, it's just uh, this generation's uh, fucking backtrack or, or rotting out or whatever. Bands that would be fucking pop punk tours or whatever. You know what I mean? Going out there and putting on and kids who never even heard of that shit would see. Which is always cool. I always had mad respect for bands that would uh, do shit like that and just play yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to make the claim that Knocked Loose is playing these big shows for the money, you know, like, you can't help your popularity. If you're big, you're big, but, you know, I'm not going to call Knocked Loose sellouts or nothing. Yeah, if you fucking have been playing in a band and you make money, you should not feel bad about that. Because anyone who's yeah. played in a band, it's a fucking endless money pit you know what i mean and you do it because you love it and like anyone shitting on bands for like making a living it's like it's fucking it's shut up yeah <laughs> come shut on up. yeah like it, not everything is for you and that's but like shitting on someone for for making a living on uh touring or whatever it is like it's fucking hard to do you know what i mean and and yeah. you think about how much money like we've all put into playing music like i'm sure it's the same for the yeah definitely yeah it's like it's like how like you can't expect a popular band like do that you know because like if a band fucking becomes like too big for their hometown and they reject you know whatever deal it's like you've already outgrown your hometown so it's like you know like you gotta go somewhere yeah yeah, I don't know. I just think, uh, it's just dumb. Everything's dumb. Hardcore Everything is dumb. Everything about just everything true. is dumb. But, uh... Everything's dumb, and it's, like, human. It's just, like, very human to try to make sense of everything that's dumb, so it's, like, you can't help. But, yeah, no, um... Ian, you have anything else you want to talk about, or... You know? One last... I don't like, know. One last, like... Hoorah before we're ending this because we're at like an hour and a half. Yeah, anything you want to plug real quick or fucking? Um, let's see. Shout out fucking Takis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Shout out fucking Miami Cola Bang. Um, Fuck no. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I don't know. Uh, fucking Sweet Soul's got a fucking LP coming out. Uh, 
fucking sometime this summer, hopefully. Uh, numerality, uh, shout out Nick in Extinction Burst, shout out fucking Rain Julio. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be dropping a couple couple tracks. Uh, it's looking like middle of next month. for So look out for that shit. I don't know. If you want to fuck get tatted up fucking when this quarantine shit's over, fucking uh, bang my line. I... Yeah, hit up, yeah, hit up Ian. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, thanks for talking. Oh, uh, yeah. You know. And thanks for rocking. Yeah, thanks for rocking. And on that note, <laughs> it has been an epic episode. <laughs> um, oh, God. That's it.